A nice ghost story would cool you down, she said with a sly smile. A true ghost story. Did you know that a couple committed suicide in this hotel? He strangled her and then hanged himself with his own belt in the very room we're going to. His smile ran off his face like melted butter off a knife. You're not serious, are you? She laughed and reached out to flick his nose playfully. It worked, didn't it? They had met online. Yamada had wanted to celebrate his promotion. It was hard to find a girlfriend these days. Organizing the Nagano Prefecture Dam Concession had them all working until nine or ten each night on what they laughingly called voluntary overtime. The dating websites seemed the perfect answer. Post a message, arrange to meet. She was as attractive as the emailed video clip of her had shown. Her cosmetics were perfect, her face a cool, untroubled image in porcelain, and her dress. The ragged imitation claw mark at her shoulder, three slits in the shimmering fabric, tagged it unmistakably as a hide-and-chic original. A girl of the times. They slipped off their shoes in the entrance of the refreshingly cool hotel room. A plush maroon bed reclined beneath a huge mirror plating the ceiling. The karaoke machine and game station glittered in the corner. The bathroom beckoned from the right. He asked the girl to make herself comfortable while he took the shower first. He doused himself with soap, shampoo and conditioner, setting the shower controls from cold to hot and back again, scrubbing away the accumulated smells of the city. Finally, fresh in his hotel Yukata robe, Yamada ventured out of the bathroom. The shower's great, he called softly, but perhaps you'd like to join me in trying out the tub? There was no reply. The girl was sitting fully dressed on the edge of the bed, her back to him. Her head bent over her lap. It looked for all the world as if she'd suddenly received some distressing news and was bowing her head in utter sadness. Is everything all right? The young man sat next to her, reaching out gently to hold her shoulders, turning her around to face him. The girl's head was bowed so low that her long, glossy hair had fallen over her face, completely hiding it. What's wrong? You're scaring me. He reached out to brush the hair away. His fingers parted her fringe, and suddenly recoiled when they encountered not the soft skin of her face, but more hair. More hair, going back as far as, as far as, before he could react. She grabbed his head and thrust her face into his in a rushed, startling mockery of a kiss. Yamada gasped as his face was shoved into the smothering, shiny curtain of hair. There was no skin he could feel. There was no face, just more hair. And as he tried to cry out in panic, a great hank of it was forced down his throat, making him choke. More tresses slid around his neck like snakes and started to squeeze. The young man fell onto the bed and began to flop like a landed fish, the girl holding him down, their kiss 
unbroken. The Thailand sun was just as hot as Mitsu Nagushi remembered it, perhaps hotter. Nagushi wiped his brow yet again with his handkerchief. His young son, Akihira, by contrast, seemed untroubled, his eyes deep and thoughtful as he looked around him, perhaps affected by the sombre atmosphere of the place in which they stood. The mid-morning sun hung almost directly above the tall marble cross that stood in the middle of the cemetery, giving its white surface an almost blinding sheen. The symbolism was not wasted on Nagushi. As a younger man, he had snapped gold crosses from the chains that hung around sweating necks. He had fired bullets at the plaster saints of the missionary huts. With his comrades, he had laughed at the foreign gods of black-hearted barbarians.